Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 322 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, the life you were born to live. Whoa, what? Okay, now this is going to be a fantastic show. Just know that this is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to SmartyPantsVitamins.com. And here's your reminder your first one, to click onto iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show. We really look forward to hearing from you and we love your feedback. I love to hear from you. So make sure to do this. I'll remind you later on too. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. So there was this amazing, totally wild and crazy series that was done um, on PBS called Ageless Living Series. And it had some of my wonderful colleagues, friends, wild and crazy people all out of control who shared their thoughts about, well, how to optimize the aging process, how to live well, how to make this whole thing ageless as it were. And I quickly had to figure out who in the hell is behind all of this. And there she is, Sedina Capanelli. And oh my gosh, she is our guest today. I'm beyond thrilled. She's also the author of Do Not Go Quietly, A Guide to Living the Life You Were Born to Live for People Who Weren't Born Yesterday. Ha! There's some attitude involved there. There's no question about it. And I'm just saying that Sedina is a real leader in this whole um, new emerging sector of uh, really taking a harder look at how we, as a culture, look at aging and what we could do to help optimize that entire process. Sedina, welcome to the HER podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Pam. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm very excited to be on your show. Um, you blow me away, so um, thank you so much. <laughs> really, you do. I, I couldn't believe all of your accomplishments. Um, well, really thank delighted. you, Sedina. I yeah, I really appreciate that. What? What got into you to do the Ageless Living series? I, I just think that that is such a fabulous show. And by the way, you could just go to PBS and you could figure out where you can see it. Just look up agelesslivingseries.com. But um, what was the thought behind that? What was going on there? Oh, well, it, it culminated from a lot of different things. Uh, my husband and I, George Capanelli, um, we founded a, an organization called Age Nation, um, and this took place, I'll just give you the quick story. Um, we were invited by a client, we're also consultants, um, to go to the International Conference on Aging, which is in Australia. And we did that, and we were very embarrassed by where the United States stood on the list of helping their elders. Very, 
I was actually embarrassed. So on the plane back, we decided we had written some self-help books, crossover to business, and said this is going to be our work for the rest of our lives. I mean, we're in the second half of our lives, and that's what we're going to do, is bring awareness to this. So we've gone about to do uh, a myriad of things. Um, we have entertainment events. We brought Roberta Flack to the Santa Fe Opera, um, radio, podcast, all kinds of things. And then um, through the years, we had a global summit. We've worked with many amazing people, and they've become colleagues and friends. And um, what happened was we went to PBS after Wayne Dyer passed away. And I'm sure you, you all know Wayne Dyer. Oh, I right? know Wayne very well. So yep. we had spoken with him in, in a, at a conference and knew him well. And, and we went to PBS in, in Albuquerque, because we live in Santa Fe, and asked them, what are you going to do now that Wayne has passed? How are you going to lift people up around this um, self-improvement, self-development piece? And they said, we have no idea. And we told them, well, what if we brought you 15 to 20 authors, experts that are all like Wayne, but from different subjects, and they're talking about being ageless, because that's our, that's our theme. And they loved it. So that's what we did. <laughs> and tell us about that journey. What, what did you learn from that journey? Oh, gosh. I learned so much. It's a very good question, Pam. I learned that people are ready for this message, that it's time not to stand on the sidelines and turn away. It's time to step forward and retake our rightful place in the decision-making process of our time and support humanity in charting a new course, positive course for our future, that we can all come into our ageless selves, you know, and there's a whole thing behind that. Which I can talk about too, but um, I learned a lot. We, we ended up doing three live conferences at amazing venues, so we had a live audience, and we shot it live, and I hosted, and my husband directed, and we had five cameras, and did the whole thing. Then we took all of that and cut it into 40 episodes, and it's still airing, by the way. It's 40 episodes uh, across the country. So I love it. Yeah, and oh, if it's not it. in your, if it's not in, if you don't see it on your PBS guide, call your PBS station and say we want to see Ageless Living series, because it thank you for, for um, touting it. It's really I think it's amazing. We have incredible people, and they're all speaking to what it's like to be ageless from every point of view: relationship, legacy, um, health, and wholeness. Um, Everything you can think of, the environment, it's, it's a, beautiful, a beautiful way to lift us all up, especially now, right? Where did you get, what, what got you into this whole issue? Was it really just the Australian conference that was the eye-opener and how crazy it is that, you know, America isn't more attuned? Or have you sort of been living an ageless life for a long time? You ask very good questions. <laughs> Okay, it really did start, Pam, when my husband and I both uh, went through the end-of-life um, passages with our, both sets of our parents. And we discovered that uh, the world was just not ready for this. We weren't ready for it. Our parents weren't ready, and we weren't uh, able to support them in the way they had supported us uh, with, this, with this time of their life, that this last stage... Um, 
was just being ignored and that there was no blueprint for it at all, um, particularly emotionally. So that really spurred us on, uh, along with, uh, I've, been, <laughs> I've been involved with health, gee, since 1990, doing wellness uh, grams and events. I'm a practitioner of Qigong and contemporary energy practices. And so, yeah, I just, I'm not about to give up because I'm in the best part of my life, right? It's like reading a book and you don't read the last chapter. <laughs> it makes no sense. We've, we've turned away from this time of our life when we really should be turning toward it and turning within and uh, sharing our gifts and talents. And, um, you know, it's about embracing our highest potential and believing in the benevolence of life and unlimited possibilities that are, are in store for us. So that's just some of it. I could go on for days, I think. I love this. I, I absolutely love it. Now, so what was the instigation behind the book? You know, the book itself is very cool. Do not go quietly. What was all that about? When you write a book like that, where were you coming from? Uh, well, again, it's a co-authored book. My husband and I um, had written a couple of other books, and this one actually really did come from, our agent was at a conference that we did with about 400 people in Jacksonville. And we had a lot of sponsors like United Way and so forth that were supporting all these people to be there. We had so many wonderful people, couples that had never done this interactive work before, and it was all about investigating, um, harvesting the the lessons from your past and what are you doing in the present and what are you going to do in your future and uh, people loved it it was three days it was all over the news it was a great experience and our agent was there and said this is a book <laughs> you need to write this book and so we did and uh so so what's the major thrust of the book do not go quietly why did you call it that well that's after and oh god i'm going up on his name um oh gosh it's a fame from a famous quote do not go uh quietly into that good night uh from a poet and i'm not i'm going up on his name um in other words make some good noise <laughs> you know it reminds us we're never too old or too young to remember the power that we have, our personal power, and to live our dreams um, and make right the relationship that we have with ourselves and with others. Um, and take all those lessons that we've learned, that we've harvested from our past, and share them today. It's time particularly now in our world where people are just going crazy and don't have really too much grounding that anybody with any wisdom now and you can be younger and have it too this is not just about older people um, we really honor younger younger people and want to amplify their gifts but it's time to give our gifts and we each are here for a purpose so the book is about that and uh, it's kind of a quintessential um, book on the second half of life, I guess you would say, we've very proud. It's won nine National Book Awards. It even won the the Gold Nautilus Award. So it's it's just about coming into this time. It has a lot of information, a lot of um, 
really great quotes from different people, some great stories. Well, when I saw that you had one of my pals at your conference, I mean, you know, in in your um, PBS series, that was uh, Ashton Applewhite, who I've known for quite some time. So, you know, she is very, very firm about the fact that ageism is a major problem that, you know, we, we, we face as a, as a society and a culture, a major issue in wrapping our heads around the fact that um, people as they age um, need to continue to be respected and honored and, um, and, and hold a place in society um, that is elevated, that is one in which, you know, we are older, we're wiser, and all the rest of it, instead of having such a youth-centered um, society, to your point, I mean, obviously, all ages are valuable in their own ways, but don't, don't you get a feeling if you're heading up age nation, if you're talking about aging, um, that this is a very serious problem in this society? I mean, people are being blown off. They're warehoused in assisted care, and, you know, people don't want to deal with it. It's almost as though if you were an elder, it's it's something that's contagious. Don't go near me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so tell me what you think yeah. about that. Pam, first of all, thank you. <laughs> I love hearing somebody with, with passion about this because I am, you know, one of the reasons that we chose Ashton. I actually found her because I wanted somebody to speak to that, that piece that is really our only acceptable prejudice, if you think about it, is ageism. Um, we even do it to ourselves, you know. We self Why do you say it's an acceptable we're, Why it's, is it acceptable? it's acceptable in our think about it in our culture we say you know i mean it's <laughs> look at commercials with old people and everybody's always declining as they get older um, they're always looked at as less than um, and if you're not quote unquote producing you know then what good are you because our society is built around production right the industrial revolution kick that off so we have really got to rearrange our priorities. Um, and yes, I'm very, I'm very passionate about it. I have a, a little blog that I've done. Um, actually, it's an article I want to get out on ageism called The Scarlet Letter. It came to me one morning. I thought, why am I thinking about this book, The Scarlet Letter, you know, with Hester Prine? Do you remember that? And, oh, yeah. Yes. Well, we grew up with that, right? And she's walking down the road, and she's got this big letter, this scarlet letter of A, right, for adultery. Well, this is the new scarlet letter, aging. And I couldn't put it together, and then it hit me, and I got goosebumps all over. That's really, it's just a you know metaphor, but it really struck me that it's valid right now, and it's time to get out of that. I don't want to focus too much on it. What I want to focus on is all of the incredible gifts that are given to us when we're aging. And when I say ageless, I just want to clarify that. That 
Being ageless is really about embracing our highest potential and trusting in life and knowing that we're energy and energy can't be destroyed, you know. Scientists tell us that and they say also that we're part of a quantum universe of energy. So we are energy. We're part of an unlimited energy of the universe. And that means at some point when we go on out of this physical form, we're going to continue. So our energy is so hugely important. And it doesn't matter in chronological years where we're at. It's tending our energy that's so important. And that's why I love the work you're doing. Because it's, you know, it's about being your absolute best, right? Um, I just, I, I really get turned on when I hear people doing things that are creating the very best frequency for them in their world so that they can give that to others. Well, yeah, I, I love that. And obviously you and I are kindred spirits in that regard. I'll, let's circle back for a second. Um, I'll tell you what's pissing me off, if you haven't already figured this out by now. What's pissing me off is that our society runs from aging. It just doesn't doesn't want to know about it. We, you know, we especially as women, you know, with men, they're given more of a pass. Go ahead and grow the gray and, you know, uh, kind of rock, rock that gray because you could do it. But women are walking around like covering everything up. And next thing you know, it takes nine hours to get out of the house because you have so much to cover up. You got the hair thing going. You know, you've got the face thing going. You've got the clothing thing going. And it's like, God almighty, it's just too much to live here now. And it's like, what are we doing? Why, why, why aren't we more prepared? Um, and certainly I, as a physician, am really speaking to my fellow brethren and anybody who is within the healing arts. And that is, what are we doing to optimize the aging process, no matter what your age is? Are you living life to the fullest at the age of 20, 30, 50, 70, 80. What, what are you doing here? Um, and do you have enough information to be able to maintain cognitive performance optimally, physical performance? Because I got news for you, honey. You know, after the age of 50 and 60, if you fall down, you're all by yourself, you better hope you can get your behind up. Um, and there's no front end loader showing up to, you know, help you here. You're on your own. And, and I think that really what's happening is that we as a society, to your point about what happened in Australia, when you were shocked to see how pathetically we were addressing this issue in our country, we need to help people at all ages prepare on a year-by-year -year basis for an optimal mental and physical and spiritual fitness, period. And then by the time you hit 50 and 60, you know, you're not like, oh my God, maybe now I should start addressing these issues. Well, where the hell were you the other 40 years? You know, it, it's like, why, why haven't we really put this out on the table and made it a, a thing? You see what I'm saying? Yes. What do you think about that? Oh, I, 
I am so with you on this, and I love your passion about it. I feel the same way, Pam. I really do. You're so right that we wait. It's like we wait to retire, you know, to go and have a good life. <laughs> After, you know, we have to get the gold, uh, whatever, watch and all of that. We're not preparing ourselves for uh, a full life. We're preparing, you know, all we do is... Well, we have the myth of youth, okay? It's just a myth. And so much energy goes, as you were saying earlier, to the youth. Now, there's nothing wrong with being young. It's a wonderful time of life. And it's just like every other time of life. When we're born, we're aging. We have that in common. And I agree with you. If we could just all get on the same plate, and that's one of our missions, what you're talking about. Um, is getting everyone's awareness up there about aging well and wisely at every age, you know, and and beauty. I I have a new retreat coming up that I'm that's called Ageless Beauty, Vitality, and Well-being Inside Out, because I think we've lost the touch with beauty in the world, the beautiful all around us, the beautiful within us. There's so much fear and and violence really going on right now in our world that um, it's so important to me to to share and have women this is a women's retreat that I'm doing that I've been doing just come into more of their beauty no matter what age they are and that doesn't mean how you look like you were saying spending forever on your looks because it beauty you know yourself when you're healthy it shines from the inside out and then you've got something to share with others and uh, really it's about that for me is what are you going to share with others and when are you going to wake up to who you are as a full energy being you know but we don't look at our, we've never been trained to so it's okay let's let go of that and let's make a plan I'm with you I, I really all the work we're doing uh, we're doing wisdom classes. All of it is about teaching people to do exactly what you said, come into their optimum physical, mental, and spiritual well Well, I love um, the fact that you're, you're encouraging this through your retreats and through your messaging. You know, and one of the things I'm finding is that women um, are now going more natural, you're seeing this among the celebrities and models and other people like that who, you know, people seem to look toward. I personally don't. I don't really give a rat's ass about any of those people. Um, I don't. I, it, I'd i rather, I'm, I'm much more, well, I'm an, also an athlete. So I tend to hang out with people who are more just plain fit. Their idea of a good time is let's go up that mountain. Let's do it. And, and the last thing on your mind is, oh my God, can I slap on some mascara? I mean, seriously, um, no. What you're going to do is you're going to get up there. You're going to heave ho. You're going to, you know, sweat and smell the fresh air. And by the time you get to wherever you're going to go to on that mountain, you look at yourself in the mirror and what you see is glowing you know, uh, vigor and vitality. That's what you want to be able to see. That I think is magnificent because you're connecting with nature. You're, you're connecting with yourself. 
The whole thing is just nothing but, oh my God, it just feels so damn good. And then really, who the hell needs all this other, what are we doing here? Uh, You know, I, I think that women have been taught I feel like, you know, the handmaiden's tale or something like that. But, you know, women have been taught, you know, um, to feel shame, blame, and guilt if there's a single wrinkle, if there's a gray hair that popped out, if you have a little extra, you know, um, a few pounds or more, um, you know, on your corpus delecti um, as you age. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're a failure because you're measuring yourself against whom? Seriously, against whom? What, Kylie, you know, Jenner or something? I mean, seriously, who are you doing that with? And more importantly, where are our top-level mentors within this space? Who are those, you know, men and women? It's both men and women. Um, They just sort of fall off the face of the earth after about age 60. There's nobody left. Now, wait a minute now. There's got to be somebody out there, right? And so... You know? oh, well, every now and then you do see you do see an, a, a real star who's just willing. I mean, look look at Frances McDormand. She she's gonna uh, she should win the Academy Award. I don't know if you saw the movie. Oh, I saw Nomadland. It oh was out God. of this world. Well, the, you know Helen Mirren. Helen you know, she's Mirren. out there. She's exactly. amazing. Amazing. Come on now, Betty White. Betty White. Let's she go was, there. She um, was an incredible role model. Yep. I mean, just, you know, there there are people out there who are kicking it. Norma Kamali just turned 75. Get this, Twyla Tharps in her 80s, and she's still oh, I choreographing. Love her. I just love her. Well, one of the things we have in our book, and Do Not Go Quietly, is we have, and we've done this many times before, and even in the series, I believe, is just run a scroll of people that are over 60, 70, 80, not in their 90s, and all the famous people and the incredible things they did. And really, it makes people cry, because it's such, a, it's such an inspiration. You're really right, Pam, and we all need need to come into the beauty of who we are and I think that's why this retreat became so important to me and I have a man I have a um, he's a CrossFit uh, athlete he's a just an incredible athlete he's young I wanted somebody young to come out and talk about this and I want his perspective on beauty and um I, th- I don't know if you know Joan Borisenko. She's a good friend who's also... No, Joni a- is one of my dearest friends. So oh, all you really? have to do is mention my name and she'll I smile. I will. I will. She's a dear friend of mine. And, uh, you know, she speaks... When I did an interview with her for the this wisdom class I'm going to be doing, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm celebrating being 75 and I'm just hitting my stride. <laughs> I love that. And that's what it should be, you know? So we can do it little by little, I think. Incrementally, we will do it. Um, Look what you're saying. It's just such great awareness. And um, if we just keep sharing this with other people and letting them know how amazing they look when they're not, you know, and, and also, you know, there's a praise and a love deficit in our world. We grow up with it, where we don't get praised enough for who we are, you know? girls little girls it's always oh she looks so pretty right that was our that's how we get praised the girls and we have to just change all this and little by little i think we are doing it with awareness you know oh i don't think there's any question about it and 
I'm just sitting back and, and I'm listening to you and I'm just saying to myself, wow, you know, um, so much has gone on in this whole field of, of, you know, of, of aging, but so much has to happen. Come on now. I know, you know, we got a lot of work to do. So you're, I'm going to have to have you on my wisdom class because you're amazing. Oh, I and, mean, seriously, we just, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yep. you know, do how it. do you see, are, are you working towards um, any kind of, like in New Mexico policy or, you know what I mean? Like um, anything uh, that To change is, this? Yeah. Well, yeah, we actually are. My husband's very political and has been really involved with the politics of, uh, we've done a lot of things. One thing we're doing is there's a, an online to begin retreat until we're open and out in the world called For the Love of Life. And we're inviting people everywhere to come on board for that. And really, I'm saying it again, Pam, it's awareness. Uh, we raise the awareness and get people excited about being ageless. You know, it's it's a it's a time that we can you know it's moment by moment choice. Okay, to expand and thrive without being concerned, as you're saying, are restricted by the limits of time. It's awareness, you know, that we're not just physical beings; we're timeless energy, and we can celebrate our lives. So we're coming together with a lot of really cool organizations doing that and that's going to raise a lot of awareness we're actually we are working with human services in, in albuquerque doing that well good that's fantastic oh yeah oh yeah we we've got it out there and then our ageless living series will have a second a second uh, series to that we have people that want to do it and meanwhile Ooh, let's do it let's do it come on now yeah, oh no, we're, you know? we've got a lot on our plate. Believe me, there's plenty. We're always doing actually a little too much because one of the things I want to remember is balance. And um, and I'm doing, you know, I'm powering processes for, you know, helping, helping women really access clarity of vision and greater levels of reliance and poise and inner peace and, and acceptance, self-acceptance. Um, beauty inside-out techniques and self-healing exercises i have a i have a program called pep personal energy program that increases health and energy and balance and vitality all that stuff so we're i love you it know, just I'm, doing I'm it loving the fact that you're doing it. yeah let, i mean seriously let's let, let's keep the messaging going look it this is really important you know um people need to really sit down and look at their own bias. How do you feel when you see an older person? Seriously, you know, when you see someone in the street, where's that coming from? Did you, you know, pick up some snarkiness along the way? Did you um, lose sensitivity? All right, so I'm gonna tell you a story as we're closing this up. I'm gonna tell you a story that I thought was really, you know, it's very illustrative of what I'm doing. So I did my residency training at George Washington University in internal medicine. And um, I remember that uh, uh, I had um, on my team, I was a junior resident uh, at the time of this story. And uh, I had a, a, a young man um, who was a medical student on my team 
and he was very ageist. You know, he would basically have funky names for older people and roll his eyes if it turns out it was somebody who was like 70 or over, you know, that he would have to admit to the hospital. He had bad attitude. So um, one day I got a call, you know, that there was an admission in the emergency room. And, uh, and this person was coming in from the Watergate. Now, the Watergate Hotel, as most people know, is extremely elite. And uh, whoever's in there, if you're if you're living there, you're someone. And they were coming in. Uh, this individual woman was coming in with her caregiver. And so I don't I didn't know who the hell this person was, but um, I looked at her age and sure to form, you know, she was, you know, about 80. And um, I kind of knew what this young man would do. So I looked at him and I said, you're up for the next admission. And I said, and this is going to be an 80 year old female. And he rolled his eyes and you could hear him take a big sigh, like, you know, what a loser admission and why can't he get something more interesting, whatever. And then I looked at him and I said, how much money you got on you? And he looked in his pockets, 25 bucks. So I said, really? Okay. I'll, I'll match that Okay. And uh, the person who wins on this one gets the money. And he said, what's the bet? And I said that this person that you're about ready to meet will be life changing. And he laughed and he said, man, you just lost $25. She's 80. And I went, okay, fine. And so um, up to the room, he went and he gave me a call um, at the appropriate time when he was done with the interview, it was time for him to present in front of the team. And I was heading up the team and I walked into the room and I could tell by his voice that he was completely changed. And in the room, in this private room, sat this extraordinary woman. And I'll even give you her name. Her name was Blanche Noise and Blanche sat straight up in, in, in her bed with a, just a shock of white hair, kind of like Einstein, and her caregiver in the corner uh, dealing with the suitcase that was being unpacked and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, she sat straight up and she says, well, isn't this wonderful, a female doctor? Well, all this time in my life, I've been waiting to see a female doctor. This is wonderful. I just tend to want to avoid doctors most of the time, but here I am nonetheless. And she was so crisp, so articulate. I mean, my jaw hit the floor and I said, I don't know who the heck you are, man, but you are interesting. And she says, listen, um, a doctor, uh, I, I have to work a deal with you. Uh, today is Monday, but I have to be out of here uh, by Friday. And like she's dictating to me and I'm saying, wait a minute, um, you have a little bit of an issue here that we need to work up. It may take a little bit. And she goes, no, no, you don't understand. I have to fly out of here on Saturday. And I said, well, I'm more than happy to write a note to the airlines. And she started laughing hysterically. She goes, no, 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 no. I'm flying out of here on my beach craft. And I went, what? <laughs> um, and I said, wait a minute, you're, you're, what, you're flying? 
And, um, uh, you know, again, I was just blown away. She goes, why, of course. I've been flying, you know, for many, many years, and I actually have won a number of uh, awards and, and this and that. And um, I couldn't believe it. Um, so I just said, wow, I, I'm like blown away. So sure to form, I got her the hell out of there in time. She flew and um, and she was flying in uh, for the anniversary of the big Washington, D.C. to Cincinnati uh, race that she won as uh, one of America's first female aviators. And um, she was inducted into the Aviation Hall of Fame in 1970 and um, awarded a gold medal by the Commerce Department for 35 years of government service improving air safety. And she's, uh, she's also in the National Air and Space Museum in Washington. And... I mean, she was like the Mac Daddy, and here this poor kid. So I looked at him and I said, "A pony up with the twenty-five bucks." Um, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Where's your twenty-five? And I was joking. I didn't want his damn money. I said, "All I look, I don't want your money. I want to know that you learned a lesson. Don't you ever write off another person." Interestingly enough, about a year later, um, uh, I was called uh, late at night to do a. Uh, cardio resuscitation and it was actually Blanche and she actually passed away in my arms she looked up yeah she had cancer she looked up and she uh smiled at me I somehow heard she was in the hospital I was running over to see her she smiled at me and um she says ah yes doctor and then uh, she, I spent time with her, and, and she did pass away. I will never forget her as long as I live. And I ran to the um, Air and Space Museum, because I was in Washington, obviously, the Smithsonian. And um, there she is. There's a beautiful plaque in the hall um, to Blanche Noise. And I always remember that, because I'm going to tell everyone out there, it's humbling to think about the extraordinary people of all ages, especially our elders, and their accomplishments and our need to honor and respect and stop all of this ageist bias. This is yes, ridiculous. Yes, you're absolutely Does that make right. sense? Oh, I think that's beautiful and that's an amazing story. And there are so many, like you said, they're just everywhere. They're all around us and we are them. That's what we have to remember. We are all aging. We're all in this together. And we need to just embrace all the different times of life and come into our wholeness. You know, and the unique gifts, most of all, share what we have. I mean, look at this woman. She was just a model of of living, you know, and aliveness. So, yeah, it is Especially in an era when people, you know, didn't honor that. Everyone out there, we have had the beyond pleasure of talking to Sedina Capanelli, and she is the author of Do Not Go Quietly, A Guide to Living the Life You Were Born to Live for People Who Weren't Born Yesterday, and then run on over to agelesslivingseries.com because you want to make sure that you see this on PBS. Um, we're, we're praying for the next one, um, in the series and hell I'll be on that one. I know, um, cause I'm going to sit there and yell and scream just like I am today. And, um, seriously, uh, I want to just thank you for all 
all that you've done for you know, this very precious part of our life and the population that you're honoring with all of your work and your retreats to learn more um, what is the best uh, website they can go to to learn about retreats and all the other work you're doing? Everything. Well, oh, Pam, thank you. It's just an honor to be with you. I, I'm, I'm just thrilled and excited after this conversation to have, you know, somebody so passionate about the same thing I'm passionate about. So thank you for honoring it. And um, yeah, if you go to agelesslivingseries.com, you can go to the we have a podcast that just came out called conversations with the wisdom keepers all the links are at the top you can click on authors there to see all the authors there's a video that opens at the top that gives you a montage a couple of minutes on each of our 22 authors so you'll get to see live what it was like and um and then ageless beauty 2021 is the it's agelessliving.com slash agelessbeauty2021 is my retreat. Awesome. Learn all about what Sedina's doing. Um, and I just can't thank you enough for being on the Her Podcast, Sedina. This has just been wonderful. And everyone out there, remember the title of the book, Do Not Go Quietly. And now, everyone, take a moment to hit iTunes and rate and review the show because we're waiting to hear from you, especially me, because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast, Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak or Twitter and, and Instagram at Pam Peak MD. Remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Hey, thanks for listening today. Stay safe and stay well. <laughs>